Praise God, we are here this weekend and I'm, it's my privilege to share with you a word that I believe is going to be really, really relevant for you and I in this season. Now, we had just finished a great series on the book of Thessalonians, kind of two months of study on that. And next weekend, we are going into the book of Jude. We've also done um, Revelation by our senior pastor. And then we're going to go into um, another series or, or another less, another uh seminar of, of sorts on the book of Daniel. So lots of great things happening in SIBKL. But today I want to share with you this word entitled Overcoming the Drift. Overcoming the Drift. Now, I've only got one key scripture for which I want to draw from today. And it is from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. It goes like this. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Now, what is drifting? Drifting is first and foremost for any petrol hits out there, not the drifting that you get in the car, Piao Yi, right? Or Tokyo Drift, you know that, that, that movie? Not talking about that kind of drifting. I'm talking about Having motion, but not necessary direction. It's like we are floating, we are bouncing about, we're, 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 we're moving, but we're not getting anywhere. And I've got two points on drifting. My first point is this. Drifting is directionless. Drifting is directionless. Now, life is not a still pond. It is like a rushing, raging, rapid river. And I'm not even talking about BC before Corona. I'm talking about now. Even when we are locked in, locked down at home, some of us, we are living whirlwinds of lives, of a life, right? We've got so many things to manage. We've got children to manage. We've got household to manage. We've got our business, our work, ministry. We've just got, man, just a lot of things happening at once. And what more before the pandemic, uh, there was also, far, we lived such fast-paced lives, right? We were busy, busy, busy. And it was like uh, we, had, we were just going nowhere very quickly. And when I think about drifting, I just go, go back to that, to that picture of a river or that, uh, the rushing river again. Imagine a little twig or a plank that is floating across the stream. Now you see, as the twig or plank floats across the stream, it takes no life, no intention, and no will to just kind of float by. And if you imagine that plank, it would be floating along the, the river, and it will bounce from one rock to another, one portion or one part of the river to another, and it will just go along. And you see, there is no standing still in the river of life. We either swim with the tide or get pushed by the tide or we swim against the tide. And that is a lot of times like us as well for our lives. We bounce from one thing to another, day to day, relationship to relationship, problem to problem, um, dispute to dispute, issue to issue, whatever it is, Netflix show to Netflix show, we're just drifting along. And drifting 
is directionless. It is like going nowhere really, really fast. There is motion, but there is no direction. So here's a thought for us. Are we pushed by pressures, drawn by pleasures, or are we led by our principles? How are we living this life? How are we living our lives, even in this season and in this pandemic? How are we living our day to day? My second point is this, drifting is dangerous. Drifting is dangerous. Now, I don't know whether you have actually seen this movie called Gravity, a 2013 movie starring Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Uh, if you've seen it, drop it in the chat and say, yep, I've seen it, I know what is it about. If you don't, let me tell you just a little bit about, about what, what, it, what it is about. It's about these two astronauts who go up into space and they are in their spacecraft and at some point of the movie, they actually have to step out of the spacecraft. Now, I don't know whether you are much of a sci-fi buff like me. I, I love all things science fiction. I I'm fascinated uh, with space and um, I'm so jealous that Jeff Bezos just he went to space. I wish I could go to space one day, right? But, but if you know a little bit about how space works, is that if you step out of the spacecraft, you need to make sure that you have tethered yourself to the spacecraft. Because in space, there is no gravity. So what happens is if you just allow, if you step out of the spacecraft, you will just float. Now, it sounds like a very nice thing to do. I right? just float about and just go over but the thing is, if you are not secured to something, anchored to something, you will float about and you'll be lost in the oblivion of space. And that's what happens in that movie, Gravity. Uh, one of them actually gets lost in, in space and they're not able to come back. And here's the thing about our Christian life as well. You see, many Christians, many believers, many people don't just wake up one day and outrightly reject God and decide, you know what? I had enough of God. I don't want Him anymore. No. What happens is there's a gradual drifting. A gradual drifting. It's kind of like this, okay? I want you to imagine for me, for imagine with me for, for a moment. You see? Now imagine if you were, uh, if you were walking in, in one direction, in a certain direction, and you had your eyes fixed on an, on an object that is moving and is quite some distance away from you. And the thing is, in order to keep going towards that object, you need to keep looking at it, right? And you, you walk. Now, any deviation from your current course, maybe even just like 10 degrees or something, it's just a slight shift away from that course will eventually land you on a trajectory that takes you away from where you were intending to go. And that is the same when it comes to our faith. A lot of times, we don't just, we take our eyes off Jesus for a little bit and we get distracted by different things. And then what happens is that we find ourselves adrift. We find ourselves moving away. You see, Matthew 7 verse 13 says this, Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. The path to salvation 
is a narrow gate. And those of you who drive in Malaysia, uh, those of us who remember what driving was like, uh, but then again, you know, this lockdown, it's not real, there's still cars everywhere. Imagine driving in a little lane where all the cars are like double parked. You, you, know, you will know this, right? Very familiar sight. If you, were, if you had a narrow space to get through, you gotta be careful. You gotta pay attention to where you're going in order to squeeze through that lane. And that's what the Bible says when it comes to our spirituality. We gotta watch where we are going and not just allow ourselves to drift aimlessly. In fact, 1 John 2 verse 15 to 17 says this, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And look at this, and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. The river or stream that this life is flowing on will eventually lead to a huge giant waterfall. Have you seen movies like that? Where the heroes or the characters, they are like stuck on a plank or a boat going down the stream. And at the end of the stream is a giant waterfall that if they are, if they don't get out of the boat or get to land, you know, they're going to come crashing down. And that's what the Bible says as well, that in this world, things are fading away and we allow ourselves to just drift through day after day, day by day, we're headed for trouble. So this is a wake up call. This is a challenge to, for us to rise up and wake up to not just drift. Even in this lockdown, lock-in, quarantine, pandemic season, let's not allow ourselves to drift. And how do we do that? How do we do that? Go back to Hebrews 2 verse 1. What does it say? That we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. Pay the most careful attention. And two things that I want to share with you that we should pay attention to. The first thing is this, we must pay attention to His voice, to God's voice. I don't know about you, but I find the world and the internet and social media an extremely noisy place. Noise, it's noise all the time, right? It's about COVID numbers. One day it's 4,000, the next day it's 14,000. Um, politics, one day this party is in the government, the next day it's not, but it is still in. One day, you know, this is going to happen, that's not happening. You know, the party, you know, uh, one day people are getting promotions and people are doing uh, lots of noise. Vaccine, it's the mark of the beast. No, it's not the mark of the beast. Don't get it, no, don't get it. You know, it's, it's like, there's just so much noise out there. And there's just so much noise that, that can cloud and that can, can even, even poison our perspective and our spirit. But what does the Bible say? John 10 verse 27, 28, Jesus himself says this, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me, 
I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. I want to distinguish two things for us right now. And that is one is the voice of God and the noise of the world. The first difference is this. The voice of God directs, but the noise of the world distracts. When we get sucked into all this news and all this, and, and Netflix and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, it's a huge distraction, isn't it? But the voice of God is not out to distract us. It is out to direct us, to lead us, to, to beckon us, to comfort us, to encourage us, to strengthen us. That's why we need to hear the voice of God so clearly. Not just listen to sermons, not just listen to teaching, but we need to hear the voice of God for ourselves. And we all have that ability to do that because we are all children of God. The second thing is this, that the voice of God confirms, but the noise of the world confuses. The voice of God is here to confirm, it's here to affirm, acknowledge, and to lead us onto the right path. But the noise of the world, it is just confusing. And you know there's so many opinions, even on the vaccine, on what should be done with COVID-19, how everybody has an opinion, but we don't need an opinion right now. We need a word, we need a revelation from God for our lives and for our family. And that is the solely, so important thing. And the last Comparison I want to draw is this, the voice of God speaks, but the noise of the world shouts. The, uh, if you are on the internet, you will know what this thing called clickbait means. It means a sensational headline, which may not even be the truth, um, that really is just out to draw your attention. And fake news is a thing, isn't it? Right? Many of us are professors of the University of WhatsApp. You know, we're so good at forwarding all these messages, look at this, look at that, and all that kind of stuff, spreading all kinds of news. And it's like everything is just shouting for our attention. But yet, the voice of God speaks in that still small voice. It's like in 1 Kings 19, when Elijah was on the Mount of Horeb, he, the Bible says that there was an earthquake. There was a wind that tore through the mountains. There was a fire. There was a storm. But yet the Lord was not in any of that. But he came in a still small voice and he spoke to Elijah. Today, can I encourage you to put aside all these distractions, to put aside all this noise and to get into that place where you can hear from God again. You see, hearing from God it's not a it's it's not it's not a a big or grand event most of the time. Here's the problem. Many of us we are so used to being stimulated. We want stimulation. You know, on Instagram, if we're just scrolling, 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 on Netflix, we are just browsing, browsing, browsing. Is that like we're saying, stimulate me, entertain me, but the voice of God, the presence of God. It's not here to just stimulate us. It is here to transform us, to encounter us. So when we put aside 
all of these distractions and when we are able then to draw onto the voice of God, we will get this peace. And let me tell you something, peace is not the same as certainty. You don't need to be certain in order to have peace because peace is the anchor in what is known in the midst of the unknown. We don't, you, you, right now it's really hard to determine or to know what's really going to happen 12 months from now. Don't even talk about 12 months, six months, three months, even tomorrow, we don't even know what's going to happen. Is the lockdown going to be lifted? Is the COVID numbers coming down? Is, are the vaccines working? We don't know. We are in a state of flux. We are just kind of like drifting almost. But it's so important that we don't just be aware of what the world is saying or what's happening, but we need to be so conscious of, Lord, what are you saying to your church? What are you saying to me as your son, as your daughter, even in my season of struggle, even in the depths of my despair? Lord, speak to your people. Then you will have that peace, that peace, that peace. You see, the Bible says in Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7, says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand, or some versions is transcends all understanding. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And how can we hear the voice of God? My friend, it is nothing but good old-fashioned Bible reading, prayer, and worship. Because those things are like shaping our appetites. If we have condition our appetites for junk food, for very tasty food, just junk. When we come to bland, nutritious food or nutritious, healthy food, we will find it bland, tastes yuck, I don't like this. And that's the problem for some of us as well, that sometimes we are so, we have accustomed our spiritual taste buds to only feed on junk. We want to be stimulated. That's why we find the Word of God dry, we find worship, you know, uh, you know, it's the same song again and everything like that. Sometimes it's not that, you know, sometimes we are too full on the things of the world to have any room for the things of God. There is no shortcut to spiritual maturity and there is no shortcut to even hearing His voice. We just have to do what we need to do. And let that be a reminder for us, even in this season, let's pay attention and listen, God, what are you saying to us? Let's strengthen our connection. The second thing is this, pay attention to your choices. Pay your attention to your choices. We've already established that life is like a river flowing into a giant waterfall, and it will take a lot of intentionality to actually swim against the tide before we actually end up being washed down and crashing in the waterfall below. It will take a lot of intentionality. And that is found or that is reflected in the choices that you and I make. We are the product of the choices that we make. The product, the choice that we make are the, is the consequence that we will take, that we will get. Everything is a choice. Now, I know it's hard. 
it's hard to to pray it's hard to carve time out to seek god it's 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 hard to tune into church it's it's hard yeah but my friends choose your heart because let me tell you broken relationships is hard spiritual dryness is hard spiritual barrenness is hard being cut off from going on to zoom it's hard, it's, it's draining, it's not nice, but hey, getting cut off from community is also hard. Choose your heart. What are you going to choose? Are you going to choose God even in the midst of what is happening? Can I encourage you? Can I stir you? All of us can make a choice. You know, many years ago, I heard this um, phrase that really stuck to me. It says, uh, it goes something like this, that your Direction. No, how does it go again? Sorry, I got brain freeze for a moment. It goes intent. It goes um, direction. It's coming to me now. Direction, not intention, determines your destination. Your direction. The choices that you make every day. Some of us we have the intention. Yes, I want to be a good father. Yes, I want to be. I want to be a good husband. Yes, I want to be a good parent. Yes, I want to be a good Christian. All of us, we have all these things, these good intentions, but sometimes that doesn't translate because our direction is different. The choices that we make is different. Let me tell you, we are absolutely capable and empowered to make good choices, right choices, godly choices, even in difficult times like this. Let me tell you that if Paul could have survived being locked in a jail cell and still be fervent and passionate about God and writing letters to connect with people, my goodness, you and I can get onto Zoom and connect with one another. We can do that. You and I can jump onto, you and I can jump onto uh, church online and draw and worship from God. You can turn on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use, or you pick up your guitar and worship Him. You can. You just have to make that choice to hang on to God. If Jesus, before He was about to go to the cross, could spend time in prayer, I don't know about you, but if I was going to go to the cross, honestly, prayer would not be the first thing on my mind. I'll be like, let me go have my final meal. Let me party a little bit. But if Jesus could find that time, if Jesus could even find many pockets of time to go away from the busyness of life, to find time to just pray and connect with God, you and I can make the choice. You and I can make the choice to hang on to God. Now, I know it's not easy. I know it's not, it's challenging. I know what it's like to be stuck at home with young kids, you know, to be uncertain about the future, to have pressures from work and family. I know what it's like. But can I tell you that we can make a choice to stick to God? You know, I was reading Genesis the other day and I noticed something. In Genesis, when God created the sea creatures, he spoke to the ocean. And when God created the land animals, He spoke to the land. But when God created human beings, He spoke to Himself. And the revelation that I got was this, that 
If you take the sea creatures out of the sea, they will die. If you take the land animals away from the land, they will lose their sustenance and therefore also die. If you take a man or a woman away from God, he or she will also not last. So don't give up on God. Don't give up on doing what we know. Hang on to Him. And with this, I close with the scripture, Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw everything off that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning in shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Amen. Fix our eyes on him. Don't allow yourself to even deviate 10 or 20 or 30 degrees. No. Keep your eyes on God. Whatever crisis that you're going through, whatever situation that you're going through, I pray and I believe and I prophesy that you will pull through this and you will come out the victor and not the victim. Amen. Amen. Come on, wherever you are, join me in worshipping God with this song before we close in prayer. Let's stand to our feet. If you're sitting down, can I encourage you to sing this song and let's worship Him. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We know who you are. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is and was and is to come. The ever unchanging God, ever faithful, ever mighty one. Lord, we trust in you. Lord, no matter what circumstance we are going through, we trust in you. Or will you put your trust firmly on him right now? You know, I feel like even though I will admit this is a, a recorded service, but I feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me even right now that there are people watching in here and the Lord just wants to release encouragement to you. There is someone here that you just so happen to decide to tune into this service, but you have not been going or attending church for a long, long time or any community. But the Lord is saying, sister, the Lord is saying, daughter, rather, connect connect, connect, come back to, go get plugged into community. You cannot do this on your own. And you, and you may be feeling shy or bad or whatever, but hey, don't, don't let that feel, don't let, don't let, don't let that feelings, those feelings stop you from getting back into community. I even feel like the Lord is comforting right now some people who have gone through tremendous losses and pain throughout this pandemic season. Some of you are missing your family and you're hurting so much. And the Lord is just saying, hey, hold on to me. Don't drift away. Don't let discouragement or, or disappointment rob you of what God has for you. Hold on to Him. Cling on to Him. God will sustain you. And those of us who are struggling with our family lives or anything like that, oh, Will you just commit your family and yourself into prayer and say, God, breathe life into us. Your grace come upon us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that we, in, even in this time, that we will be able to hear your voice so clearly. And as we hear your voice, 
we will make the right choices. The right choices. Choices that will lead us closer to you and go deeper in you so that we can go further and higher with you, God. Will we make those choices, even for myself and for all those listening? We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.